Hello, mighty people of the Most High Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word straight out of the Word of God today. Going to be talking out of Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10, Galatians 6, 7 through 9, 2 Corinthians 11, 1 through 4, 2 Corinthians 11, 11 through 15, and 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 11 and 13 through 15. I just felt on my heart today it was time to do another podcast because y'all know me well enough by now, those of you who follow this podcast, (laughs) that God uses things uh, to get me riled up. And I did get a little riled up this morning, and it's a good thing. He put a word on my heart. And I'm thankful for that word because it's a word that sets the captives free. Hallelujah. I'm thankful to be uh, set free where I once was a captive to things such as what I'm about to preach on. Uh, On some level, that is. Some things I could see through it and sometimes um, I couldn't. But you know what's interesting? I was just sitting here praying to the Lord before I got on this podcast. You know what's interesting is when God, I was just thinking about how good God is. That the things that once kept me bound, I'm speaking from my own place. The things that once kept me bound and oppressed and not free. When I see those things now, I get angry. Do you know what I'm talking about, brother and sister? When I see others deceived by what I was once deceived by, I get mad. That's when I pull my sword out, my sword of truth, and sheet that thing. I start whacking away. Because the Word tells us the truth sets us free. That's why we should never, never be in denial of the truth and we should never entertain the lies of the enemy and the question is in most most cases professing believers don't consciously entertain the lies of the enemy they don't do it they don't wake up in the morning go oh i'm gonna entertain some lies from the enemy today (laughs) that's ridiculous isn't it so how does it happen that's where we're going today. Going to talk about emotions. Going to talk about the heart. Going to talk about following your heart like the world tells us to. Uh, going to touch on all those subjects and see what does the Word of God actually say about that. But before I get started, I'd like to pray over you and I'd like to pray over me. Father God, I thank you. Abba Father, you are a good God and you love us. And I am so grateful, first of all, Lord God, that you set the captives free. Lord, I am thankful for truth. I am thankful when you expose the lies of the enemy in our world around us and even in ourselves, where we have believed things that were not true, where we were deceived, but you set us free and you long suffer with us. I thank you for that, Lord. You are a good and merciful God. Lord God, I ask that the things that I say today on this podcast would not only excite believers to dig into the truth, Lord God, but it would excite them to share it with those uh, that need it and that the captives would be set free, that the scales would fall off their eyes in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. And Lord, I ask that you would open my mouth and that you would shut my mouth according to your word according to your will and purpose over everybody that's listening. Thank you, Father. Amen. So, you know, for some of you who don't know, the reason why I always pray that, (laughs) that last part, is because I have gotten up and spoke in front of many people before, and I have, I started praying that a long long time ago. And because I was worried that I would get up and I would speak something that God didn't want me to say. You know, or something that was out of turn or whatnot. And I wanted God to use me to to say, to to be a true mouthpiece, that he would move his spirit on me to share things that needed to be shared. 
Um, and when you give your mouth, your mind over to the Lord, you really get in this place of submission where you just say, Lord, use me. Move on my words. Move on my speech. You remember Jesus said that to uh, those that would be persecuted. He said, when you go before, you know, the judges and the magistrates and they go to persecute you and, you know, to really drill you and grill you, uh, don't think about what you're going to say. In other words, don't, don't premeditate everything that you're going to say because he said he would, he would speak through them in that moment. He would do it. He would give them the words. And I think anytime we get up to minister to others, we, we are in such a, uh, it's such a, it's not only a place of authority, which can be flattering to the prideful human soul, but it's also a place of danger if you are mishandling your mouth. And so I always pray that, Lord, just shut me down. Sometimes I have a thought and I'm like, I'm going to say that. And then, and then it just, <laughs> it's like that third thought just runs right out of my mind. I'm like, okay, I guess I wasn't supposed to say that. Um, so that's why I always pray that. But I pray the day that people listening to this, my brothers and my sisters, that you'll hear it. And I, most of the people who listen to this podcast you're so on point already. Most of you, I feel like you just come here to get confirmation and to, because uh, we kind of sync up with each other. I get a lot of that kind of feedback. Um, and it sometimes it, so sometimes it makes it feel like I'm just preaching to the choir, <laughs> you know. But however, this is something the Lord put on my heart today, is how many of you know people who might benefit from uh, some of these teachings in this podcast? quite a few of you that you should forward them share with them and uh so it will help others okay hallelujah so gonna be talking about something that just got all up under my skin this morning but it was a good thing um i was online on um on uh i'm on mewe actually and most people don't even know what mewe is but it's it's just like a little off-brand Facebook, you know, there's a lot of um, right-wing people on there, lots of stuff like that, but um, a man posted a, um, a ministry, um, a prophetic, loose quotations on that, a prophetic ministry on there, and I thought, hmm, that's, that's interesting, let me, let me look at that for a second, and, and I'm not, I don't want to focus too much on on beating this lady's ministry up, okay? That's not what this is about, okay? But I do have to call some things to light because the reason is because so many people right now who profess Christ are still completely deceived by this stuff and and it's like they just won't stop eating out of the slop bucket. And we need to pray for them. We need to be praying that God... Uh, lifts the veil of deception from their eyes. Um, and then we need to understand what got them there in the first place, what got you there back in the day when you may have been deceived about something, what got you there in the first place. And that's why I'm going to quote from Jeremiah 17, 9, 10, before I even start. And that reads, okay, it reads, the heart is deceitful above all things. And you know the rest of that scripture. I'm going to finish it in a minute. But what is the world always telling us to do? What is it? Oh, my goodness. They put it all over stuff on little girls' T-shirts. And I started noticing that when my daughter was a little bitty girl, like two, one and a half, two. And, you know, mamas out there, you know, sisters listening, you go and you buy your daughter some clothes. You go shopping and you go to these different stores and um, one day I started asking myself, what are these messages that they keep, I keep seeing over and over and over all over these, it's like they're brain, well, they're, they're meant to brainwash. They're meant to get in at an early age. And a lot of it was like women's power stuff. I, and finally, when Rosie was about two and a half, three, something like that, I started to recognize it real hard. And I said, I'm not buying that. You know, the shirt says girl power or what. I, I started recognizing like, this is a something is not right, you know, 
Well, one of the, the most common ones you would see is follow your heart and it had like hearts all over it or something. They, it, it sounds beautiful. It sounds cute. You know, uh, so many Disney movies like that, right? Follow your heart, follow your dreams, follow your emotions, but that's all over the world. It's not just in little girls, uh, fashion. <laughs> it's all over the world. It's in the churches even. I mean, very much in the churches. It's one of the most obvious places, places that it is. Um, the heart is, um, the heart is pretty much unanimous with emotions, what your personal desires are, what your dreams are, um, what your wants and all of that are. Okay. Um, and the world is saying, follow after all of those things that you want, follow your heart. Okay. Your heart won't lie to you. Your heart will tell you, okay? I'm sorry, but that's a lie. I can look back on many times in my life where my heart lied to me. Can you? Oh, yes. Maybe it was that girlfriend that you were dating, and y'all, my, you were just so convinced that was the one. And she ended up being a devil with skin on. Okay, what God told you to be with her at all. It was your heart told you, your fleshly desires and your wants. And that's what ends up getting us in these places. Somebody out there getting mad at me, don't get mad at me. Uh, We've all done it. Most of us have uh, all been in a situation like that. I just used a romantic situation as an example. But there are a lot of examples where you can look back in your life and you can see your heart deceived you because it was based on your emotions. Uh, should you not have emotions? Well, that's ridiculous. Of course you should have emotions. God gave you emotions for a reason. Uh, we love each other. Um, and we feel those things and we feel them emotionally. Okay. Um, that's where, that's the way we've been created. However, when it comes to, um, being led by the Holy Spirit and God's word, okay. Uh, we have to get our emotions out of it and hear the truth. And sometimes the truth that's in that word, we don't like it. Our emotions don't like it. Our heart doesn't like it. Because it, it requires a dying to the flesh. And that's where that's what it really gets down to when you start looking at why people continue to be deceived is because they are wanting something more. They are wanting something more sparkly than the gritty uh, sand between your toes, dirt between your toes, walking on the road with Jesus, sweaty, tired, walking on the road with Jesus. Okay, they don't want that. That's not glamorous enough for them. Okay? So they're always looking for that other thing. There must be more, right? There must be more than just the simplicity of Christ. And that is something, that is what's on my heart. And that's what this podcast is about. Is the gritty simplicity of following Christ simplistically with love and with self-sacrifice to him and our loved ones. Nobody wants that. At least not many people do. There's not there's not a lot of fellow sojourners on the journey with you in case you haven't noticed Christian. That was a reference to uh, Pilgrim's Progress. There's not a lot <laughs> There's not a lot of, of companionship when you get out that far because most people are not willing to, to sacrifice their heart's desires. And so what they do is instead of taking the high road and walking that road with Jesus, they just go find them something else that sounds better. It sounds similar to it. And in doing so, they make another Jesus, which brings me to another scripture. Um, yeah, which brings me to another scripture. And I am terrible about doing this kind of thing. I'll have all my stuff lined up. 
And then I'm not able to figure out where I'm at. I was going to read this. Hold on. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. Ah, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. Sounds pretty scary myself. I mean, I think it sounds scary. It keeps me straight when I read a verse like that. It's a good thing. Um, okay. Claims. Bear with me. Looking for the one that says Angel of Light. I have it all printed out here. Here it is. Okay, I'm going to do this one. 2 Corinthians 11, 1 through 4. I wish that you would bear with me. I'm reading out of ESV on some of these because I liked the way it's, it read um, more under in a more understandable way. I wish you would bear with me in a little foolishness. Do bear with me, for I feel a divine jealousy for you since I betrothed you to one husband, that's Jesus, to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with, you put up with it readily enough. Um, so basically, saint comes as an angel of light. That's what it reads on down in uh, verses 11 through 15 in chapter 11 of 2 Corinthians. But before I continue and read that next part, you know, this is what got me all riled up. Okay, this man posted this thing, and it was, a, uh, it was the latest prophetic word from this lady's ministry. And I, I mean, I was open to hear it. You know, I clicked on it. Let's see what she has to say. Okay. Um, honestly, not really expecting much. And I was right to do so. Because the word tells us that many false prophets and deceivers of deceived and being deceived are gone forth in this last perilous hour. Yet people, they, I don't, I'm flabbergasted trying to understand how they can continue to not see it. I mean, it's hard for me to look at the deception of the people following this foolishness and not uh, see it as uh, a strong delusion, Be, especially after everything I've studied about St. Germain, which you can catch that in Plain Vanilla Christianity. Uh, it goes way deeper than this, the existence of St. Germain back in the 1700s. It goes way back all over the history of the world. Go study it. Go look at it. Go see what's going on there. It's all wrapped up with the same thing. Babylonian religion, all of it. It's all together, okay? Satan is a deceiver, and it got into the church because people wanted to follow their hearts rather than Christ. They wanted to follow their own fleshly wants and desires. They wanted to make the Bible conform to what they wanted rather than following, taking the high road. You know, it's an old Scottish song, I take the high road, you take the low road. You know, taking the high road means you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to take the road that is a little tougher. It's going to be worth it in the end. Okay. So I'm on there listening to this lady right off the bat. I'm telling you, my, my sheep hear my voice, and another they will not follow. You know the voice. You know how God sounds. You know it's that power, that rhythm. You can't, you can't mistake it. And when you hear another voice presented to you, you're like, hmm, there's something about that doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound right. They're saying all these things, and it sounds good, but it also has this seduction to it. And I began to listen. And so I ended up sharing with this man <clears throat> what I knew about these kind of deceptions and pointing some things out for him. Not in arrogance, and I emphasize that, but to truly share with him because I see people being deceived and give Bible scripture and, and references and even shared with him a new age website, which I use as a reference so that people can see 
Because, see, that's the thing. Red flag, You some of you got some red flags out. What is she talking about? Using the New Age website as reference. What it, What I use it for is I have this, I found this certain website that perfectly, it's, it's a New Age website where there are New Age people channeling the spirit of St. Germain. And the, the things that they're saying are identical, brothers and sisters, to some of the things that are being said in the churches. And, and, and it's all wrapped up in this pretty package of patriotism and Christianity. Really, it, it's New Age, St. Germain um, deception wrapped up in a, in a mask uh, peppered with Christian wording, um, scriptures, and patriotism. Oh, they love that. Get the flags out. Wave those. Let's have apple pie and ice cream and hot dogs. And let's just be good Americans. And let's go follow after St. Germain. <sighs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. Also is, is the Q movement. Okay. That is so, so much deception. But they, they have made such a God and an idol out of it. It's like they're cult members. And, and when you bring this, when I bring this stuff up to these people, and I feel sorry for them because I know they're deceived and I know they want what they're being promised from Satan. They're being promised things from Satan. I'm fixing to read it to you. <laughs> You're going to hear it right out of my mouth. I'm fixing to read what this lady said. They're being promised things from Satan that are so incredibly enticing that their hearts want to believe it. And so, because they put their hope in that, they will cut down anybody who tells them otherwise. I mean, they will. They'll attack you. They'll deny everything you say that you share with them. But does that mean we shouldn't keep sharing the truth? Of course not. It's to me, this is me personally, it's worth it to toss them a line, okay? And maybe they'll grab hold of it. Then to wonder what, then to wonder later, what, what if I'd have just shared the truth with them? It's worth a shot. Most of the time, I do not feel like they're going to turn away from that. And I, I prayed over it when I shared all of this information with this man. Um, and I said to the Lord, I said, I don't think he's going to receive it. Because I've, I've yet to see one of these people that have been following after this nonsense. Uh, uh, released from it I've, I haven't now there might I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that know somebody I haven't but and I'm gonna share it anyways is what I'm saying I'm gonna share it in hopes that well just maybe you know maybe they will look at what I shared with them so I'm on there I started listening to this lady and she's got this word this new word recently that says um that basically um Something world-shattering is about to happen, okay? Earth-shattering, world-shattering. Um, where is she getting her information from? Well, she began to read this prophecy that God gave her. Um, well, that's a red flag right there. And it's the way she, the way she, the way it sounded. I mean, it didn't sound like God, but it sounded like New Age Christianity. I was just listening to it never mentioned the name of Jesus Christ one single time. And many of the things she said were directly contrary to what's in the written word. And it was just like over and over, ding, 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 red flags going up. And I was, finally got about three quarters of the way through there. And that's when I decided to offer my opinion on it and share Bible scripture and share things with this man that might set him free if he'd take a look at it. And did a little more research on this lady. Apparently, she's pretty well-known, somewhat well-known as a, as a prophet, you know, prophetess, prophet, whatnot. But what did Jesus say, y'all? He said there would be many uh, that would come in his name and they would be de they would be deceived and be and being deceived they would be just the the worst kind of deceiver isn't somebody who knows they're deceiving people 
okay? It's people who are deceived themselves and sincerely believe what they're deceived by. They're so much more believable. They're so much more passionate because they really do believe what they've been deceived by, okay? So she, I looked at her up and on her Facebook, there's some key things that <clears throat> raised red flags. And these are things for us to look at across the board. If you don't want to be deceived in this last hour, um, we need to learn how not to be deceived. What are some key terms that these people say over and over again? Um, <clears throat> what are some of the key tactics that the enemy uses? What are some of the things he continually promises uh, us? What are some of the things that he uses as lures? Okay, we need to know this. And some people have no interest. I have no interest in knowing this. And a lot of people end up going to get deceived because they just want to have a good day and go on and Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus does love you, but, but there's work to be done spiritually. Okay, you can't just lay back in the meadow, in the dewy meadow of your spirituality and just, uh, you know, like you're on a warm blanket just basking in God's love all the time. Yes, that's wonderful. Sometimes we need a day like that. <laughs> And I sure do have them myself sometime. But that's not every day. That would be like saying every day is a weekend. You do what you want. Just rest. No, there's work to be done spiritually where you have to research some things. I always encourage the people that listen to my podcast, please don't just take my word for it. Please read it. Please research it. Please Google it. Because something happens uh, whenever you see it, you read it, you hear it. Uh, and you speak it. That's how you, you know, that's how you memorize things in school, okay? It's when you start doing it yourself and reading some of these things, you're going, wow, you know? And then God's going to use that in your life, and he's going to put su other subjects on your heart, and he's going to say, study this, daughter. Study this, son. Go look it up. It's going to be a term that keeps coming. i got to look up what this is. And the Lord, that's how the Lord teaches you. That's how he sets us free. As we desire the truth and the truth, we are led to the truth and the truth sets us free. And we are so grateful. That's where that prayer came from out of me earlier is I am so grateful. So when I share this information, like I shared with this man, it wasn't out of arrogance. I flat out told him that. I said, I'm not sharing this with you to insult you or to, uh, from a place of arrogance, but truly to share with you. Uh, because in past times, I'm, I myself was deceived by some of these kind of things. Um, not the Q movement stuff or any of that garbage, Nassar, Gassar, all that. that. That's obviously the devil. But when it comes to some of the prosperity gospel, just general ideologies, yeah. I don't even want to call it prosperity gospel because um, prosperity... It's a good thing it comes from God. I want to call it the give me gospel or the af affirmative, um, uh, what is it called? Affirmation gospel from St. Germain. That's what, <laughs> that's what that is. I don't want any part of that. I know what it is. I know what, what that poison is. I know where it came from because the truth set me free. And now I have a key in my hand and I want to share, I want to share it with others. I want to go unlock every cell door that I can. Wouldn't you, once you get the truth about a thing, it's something that used to hold you in bondage. Y'all have heard my story, a lot of you, and how I uh, ached and struggled and hurt because my husband wasn't healed. And how I felt like a, a less than Christian because he wasn't healed, because we had so many struggles. That all came from the prosperity gospel. Because in the prosperity gospel, they teach us that if you have troubles, it's because you're not believing hard enough. When in reality, in the Word of God, it tells us that you will have struggles and you will have persecutions. You will have trials and tribulations. So, getting set free from things... Um, Getting set free from things is so multidimensional in so many ways. When we are set free or we, we are given knowledge, we have to share it with people. So she says here, 
is on her Facebook page. This is a couple of years ago, though. Just to give you an idea, because I had a funny, some, some smell fishy. You know what I'm saying? Some smell funny. You know? You know, when you hear somebody come to you in the name of Christ, and you go, who's that? <laughs> that don't sound like Jesus. Mmm, you start looking at it. Well, here's an here's an, an an example, and remember that this person is deceived herself, and hearing from, I believe, hearing from another spirit, and um, one of many thousands and thousands. Okay, she says we are waiting in faith for the light to come into the world, faith that inevitably ebbs and flows. As a child, the idea of being sheltered within faith seems so clear. As an adult, it is muddier. Mature faith, if it is attainable, generates questions. Surely God invites questions. Does God ask questions? I don't see the Creator, God, not asking questions. Is she, that's a red flag right there. She actually thinks that God asks questions. This is People got to know who are they listening to? Just because somebody gets up and says, oh, I have a prophetic word and it sounds so good and it sounds so promising, it's filled with all this stuff. Maybe you need to go back and do some research on that person. What do they believe? She thinks God asks questions. Honey, God don't ask questions He don't even that he doesn't already know the answer to. Such as when he asked Cain, where is your brother? You remember that one? God didn't ask Cain where his brother was because he didn't know where Abel was. God asked questions to provoke us so that we can give him the right answer. Okay? Well, we know that. Everybody on this podcast listen that knows this. Uh, the act of creation itself is a journey to explore something new. You hear that? Notice that Anybody from the, the NAR, New Apostolic Reformation, is always promising something new. But God said there wasn't anything new under the sun. But they're always promising a new sound, a new word, a new refreshing, a new... Everything's new and different and something other than what we have already. See, that's how Satan enticed Eve in the garden. We all know that he offered her something new that she did not already have. He's still doing it today. He is still enticing Eve today to eat the fruit. And they are eating a fruit salad out there of lies. It's true. Look. You know, Eve the woman represents the... We all know women are emotional. I'm a woman. I'm emotional. Okay? Um, men are like the logic and the reason. You know? Men are wonderful creatures that God made. Women get aggravated with men because they don't always get their feelings and emotions. <laughs> and, and men get aggravated at women sometimes because we get too emotional. But we also bring that special touch and feeling into the situation. <clears throat> we balance each other out. That's the way God made us. But we can't operate solely on one side or the other. Okay? But when Satan comes, he comes to seduce your what? Your emotions. Okay? That's why he was able to come in and seduce the emotional side of humanity. To appeal to the emotional side of humanity. Okay, we know this, um, and we all have, now I don't want to sound weird because you know what I stand for, but we all, whether we're male or female, we have, um, we have, but all of us have male and female hormones. God made a spectacular universe. Women have a little testosterone in them, and, but mostly estrogen. Men have a little estrogen and mostly testosterone. That is the way God created us, okay? So, um, we all have that emotional side, the right brain side, and the left brain side, the reason and the logic, you know? Um, so, where I'm going with this is he seduces us by our feelings. He wants to find that weak place in you. 
Yes, he does. He wants to find that hurt place that Christ hasn't quite finished healing or some kind of desire that you have that you haven't let go of yet, okay? That doesn't line up with God's will and he wants to send something to fill that space. That's what he does. That's how people get seduced by these kind of people. This Julie Green is her name. And so she says that God asks questions. Well, how about that right there? Pen a rose on your nose. A crazy person. God doesn't ask questions. Where should she get that? So anyways, I was pointing some of these things out. Now here, watch this. This is what they always do, brother and sister. Please hear this. Please don't turn me off. This is what they always do. Maybe you'll start recognizing this in some of these false teachers today. Some of them are big names, okay? As, I'm quoting from her, as a way to understand to reach a greater level of clarity, remember that phrase, in a universe that is evolving, expanding, and reforming. Okay, that didn't come from our Bible God never has said that. He fixed. When he said he hung the moon and the stars and all and, and created, he never said that it was going to evolve and expand and reform and all. That, that is a completely, totally new age concept straight out of the new age movement. Go ahead and prove me wrong. Try to prove me wrong. I'll eat a dirty gym sock if you can prove me wrong. Because he said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay? So why? No, he's not. Everything's not. Oh, moving and evolving. And just hush. Just hush. I, some of these people, I just want to tell them, shut up. I get really angry when I hear these false, seductive spirits talking to, to people who are trying to serve Jesus. They really are looking, and they're looking like little children. It's like if you saw... A room full of children, which we are today, actually, and you saw them being taken into a place to be deceived. Would that not infuriate you? Oh, it just you just want to go in there and help them, you know? So she says, a greater level of clarity. This is just new age uh, terminology repackaged. It's given new terminology. It's, it's a, <clears throat> what they say in the new age is... Um, they say uh, um, ascending to a higher level of, of understanding or knowledge. It, it flatters. You see how it flatters the ego? Same exact tacit, tactic, just totally repackaged. A greater level of clarity. That's the same thing that they say in New Age. Um, ascending to a higher level of knowledge as you pass through all these levels. Okay? Now she says this, in nature I have come smack up against the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow, she's come out and said that, didn't she? Sometimes people's demonic spirits will rat them out if you will just listen closely to what they're saying. One time I was just doing some uh, stomach-turning research on some of the stuff and I saw Heidi Baker and she actually literally got up and she said, Sweet Holy Spirits, come with us come here it was disgusting she actually if you weren't listening you wouldn't have caught it she actually pluralized the holy spirit it wasn't one spirit it was many spirits she said sweet holy spirits you have to listen closely if in to me honestly to me it's obvious but for some people maybe not so much but these are things that we can look at key terms. What are their ideologies? What is it they seduce people with? Always promising a new thing. Always um, flattering the ego by promising a higher level of knowledge. God never said that you were going to be saved and sanctified by your knowledge. Heck, we got people today that know this Bible right here. From Genesis to Revelations, they can almost quote it word for word and still go into hell because they did not walk in the truth of God. To They didn't get it. They memorized it with their logical brain, but they don't understand a thing it says. Oh, yeah. 
There's people like that. They think that by knowing about God and studying uh, the theology that now they're sanctified. But God never said that we were going to be sanctified by our knowledge. Oh, man. See, they'll turn that apple cart upside down. Yes, I did. I just turned the apple cart upside down. You can get mad at me if you want to. But please don't turn this off. Hear me out. Because God wants the word written on the tablets of our hearts. He doesn't want it any other way. He came and he died on the cross that we might have intimacy with the Father. It's a heart walk and intimacy. And no, that doesn't contradict what I just said. The heart is deceitful. I'm talking about the love of God sown abroad in our hearts. That we love one another. We love Jesus. We love God. Okay? He wants the word written on the tablets of our heart. He's not impressed by our knowledge. Goodness gracious. I think that was a good word. Okay, and moving on. After she said she has come up smack against the... She says, in nature, I have come smack up against the power of the Holy Spirit. What she actually means by that, I'm not sure. I think what she means is that she encountered the power of the Holy Spirit sometime out in nature. Maybe she was on a hike or something. As if the, here she goes again, as if the universe was saying, see all I have promised is real. Doesn't that sound beautifully seductive? See, all I've promised is real. It's just so, it makes me sick. It turns my stomach like, you see how Satan twists? We know the promises of God are real. But they come with sacrifice. We know the promises of God. We stand on the promises of God, of His Word. Not just what you think you're hearing, okay? Because the heart is is deceitfully wicked, right? But what is also written, I was talking about this with my daughter when we were on this beautiful little vacation. We went to Canyon Lake, Texas. We had the best time. That is one of the, it is the most beautiful lake in Texas. It's said to be the cleanest lake in Texas. And um, it was just a much needed vacation. And we had a little spiritual warfare. We were on that vacation. When the first night we got there, we had um, a, <laughs> some kind of a booger bear, y'all. It showed up at night in in the bedrooms in this townhome, the living room, kitchen, everything was upstairs, and there were two bedrooms downstairs. It was a beautiful place. Had a beautiful balcony that overlooked the lake. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was so refreshing. And we went downstairs to um, <clears throat> we went downstairs to go to sleep. And um, my goodness, I kept having a creepy feeling. And Rosie's very my daughter is very spiritually sensitive. She, she's an amazing uh, human being. And she come got me. She said, Mama, I, I don't feel good in this room here. I, ooh, it feels like creepy in here to me. And so I went in there and I said, okay, baby, let's pray over it. So I prayed over her little room. <laughs> and I, you know, I kind of felt something weird too, but I thought, I'll be all right. I'm, gonna, I'm on vacation. You know, I don't want to be messed with. You don't want to go on spiritual warfare on vacation. <laughs> But how many of you know you ain't never on vacation from being a soldier of God? No matter where you go. And even sometime when God is just trying God is trying to bless you and you're being blessed, sometimes the enemy show up then just try to mess it up. So we were laying in bed. I was laying in my bed. She was laying in her bed. I heard something. It sounded like the house was rumbling. It sounded literally like somebody was um dragging or throwing furniture down the stairs that's how loud it was and I you know I was asleep so it woke me up and I heard my baby girl saying mama like that and oh it you talking about I jumped up I grabbed my gun I mean there was no wasting time for me I thought somebody broke in the house I did I thought some I fixed to shoot someone and um turned the lights on Swept the house, looked at it. Wasn't nobody there. Most bizarre thing, the dog didn't even bark. That's what was very strange. My bark, my dog barks if a leaf falls on the ground. She didn't even bark. It's like she didn't even hear it. It was really weird. 
And in that moment, I, I just felt like I need to pray over this house. And so I prayed, and boy, did I pray. You know what I'm saying? And for the rest of our stay there, it was just so peaceful. I mean, like notably peaceful in that home. <laughs> like we would come home and just be like, ah, oh, it's just felt fresh and nice. Um, you know, I'm glad I shared this story uh, today because there might be somebody out there right now listening to this podcast. Say, Heather, I've had that happen in my house or I've had something like that happen wherever and whatever. Well, you have power over all serpents and scorpions, but the enemy will try to come against you. And you have to learn to stand. Um, and eventually you'll get to the point like I was the other night. Honestly, I was so mad it woke me up out of bed because I was so tired. I was more mad than I was apprehensive about the stupid spirit. <laughs> I really uh, antagonized it too. I tend to do that. <clears throat> and I was, uh, the next day we were playing Bible trivia. We were, the subject matter was on the resurrection of Christ. And uh, me and my daughter, <clears throat> we were doing that. We had a good time. And sometime I'd come to a scripture that talked about the blood of Jesus, and I would say it extra loud and shout it down the stairs, you know, because <laughs> I was just, and my daughter Rose, she just laughs. She thinks that's so funny. And I would emphasize with her, we have power over every evil thing. We have power over the enemy. And teach your children this. From a young age, teach them, do not be afraid of the enemy. Do not back down. Do not retreat. You stand your ground. You have power in Christ. Jesus start making that the norm and you watch these kids change right hallelujah but one thing we were talking about is we're talking about the importance of the written word and we were talking about how Jesus in the wilderness Satan and Jesus see people forget to mention that it wasn't just Jesus quoting the word to Satan Okay, you hear that a lot. Jesus quoted the word to Satan in the wilderness, and that's how you go to battle with... Okay, yes, 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 yes. That's true. Okay. But do you remember that devil quoted the word to Jesus? Huh? He knew the word. That's what he does with these people. He'll come up to them and quote the word to them. And it'll be the word of God, and it'll be true but he'll add another flavor. He'll add another layer that makes it untrue. You see? That m takes the word, for example, please understand what I'm saying. I'm not the best communicator sometimes. God's word is always true. What I'm saying is that the enemy will take a true word from God and then he'll add stuff to it to distort it. Okay? Just like he... The Bible tells us we're supposed to love, love others. Well, he just took that in just distorted way that took it way out of context. You know, now it means that if you don't accept everybody's sin, you don't love them. You see the distortion there, okay? Um, so that's about all. See, she. So that's what I've read here. No mention of Christ. You know, it's like no mention of Jesus. Not mentioned here. But the universe is honored, okay? Um, all this kind of stuff. Uh, false things stated about God, okay? That God goes around asking questions. He ain't asking questions. God doesn't ask questions. He gives answers. But see, because it sounds so packaged, so nicely, and you look, and I looked on this, <laughs> this post, and I'm not on Facebook. It, it, was from, it was from online, like you can go and you can find this stuff like through Safari or whatnot. And I saw all these comments about how, um, oh, you're so spiritual. One of them said that all the things you say are so deep. And they just, they, they're deceived and being deceived. Okay. It's just like, I'd like to talk about the book of Thomas. I'd like to talk about the book of Thomas for just a second. I just want to touch on it. Okay. That is a Gnostic, uh, demonic book. That was found with the Nag Hammadi texts in 1948. You see how Satan always got to do something, you know? The, the Nag Hammadi uh, ancient texts were found about a year after the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. Okay? The Dead Sea Scrolls were our biblical books, 
Also, the book of Enoch was found with it. Um, if anything else was found with it, please feel free to email me. Talk to me about it, whatever. My lips shall proclaim at yahoo.com. Um, but the Nag Hammadi, that was nothing but a bunch of Gnostic, uh, mysticism, false religion, okay? Don't get mad at me. Please hear me out, okay? Some of you out there read the book of Thomas. You need to be reminded <clears throat> that the book of Thomas teaches you to look for the kingdom within yourself, okay? It, it tells you to look for the light within yourself. As a matter of fact, in the book, um, he comes as an angel of light, so to speak, in this book. Okay? And Paul, over here in Corinthians, warned. Probably, it is, um, it is um, thought that Paul knew of these teachings going on out there. And so, he made note of it. And it's talking about, oh, I can't find this angel of light scripture. Bear with me. I have it printed right in front of me. Which one is it? Mm, different spirit. Okay. Here it is. Okay. Probably because Paul knew that this was out there. They, he knew they were bringing them another Christ. Okay. And hear what he said. Uh, this is 2 Corinthians 11, 11 through 15. And why? Because I do not love you. God knows I love you. And what am I doing? What I am doing, I will continue to do. This is out of the ESV. In order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, they work on the same terms as we do. Okay, let's read that again. Okay, in order to undermine the claim of those who, who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, they work on the same terms we do. In other words, they're fake. They, they are doing the same. We see it today. They're doing the same things that, that God's people are. Tr there are true prophets of God. People given a word from the Lord and, and all of that. And uh, good teachers teaching good things being led by the Holy Spirit, but then there's these other teachers that want to claim the same thing. Same thing going on then is what's going on today. And then he says, um, for such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. Okay? Because remember, Jeremiah told us that he tries the reins of the heart to give every man according to his works. Do not, the heart is deceitful. Okay? So the Gospel of Thomas is one such book that teaches people a new age ideology. That's why they just love it. They're just eating it up and gobbling it up. Okay? It's like a little fruit salad from the Garden of Eden. From the tree you're not supposed to eat from. <laughs> I mean, they just get, they can't get enough of it because the glory is given to anybody but Christ. Uh, the glory is not given to Christ Jesus in the book of Thomas. It empowers the person to save themselves by looking to the light that's in them. Or Christ consciousness, like what is taught by Oprah, the secret and the new age movement. It's new age. But why do they keep going to these things? Why? Because they don't want just the plain Jane vanilla version of Jesus. The simplicity of Jesus. That's not fancy enough. It doesn't appeal to the flesh enough. And it doesn't make them look as good. Yeah, that's really all it is. Um... I wanted to share this one thing. Well, I guess I didn't print that one out. 
bear with me. I did terrible on my readings today. I did the best I could though, but y'all keep coming back even though I'm not perfect over here. But it tells us in the word, and I was just reading it earlier, about uh, don't let anybody persuade you away from the simplicity in Christ. It's just simple as that. It's walking with Him. It's communing with Him. Uh, it's, it's, it's walking in a place of intimacy where if, if you're walking closely where you can hear His voice, you're not going to follow after another voice, okay? That's basically all it is. Dying to the flesh of your own wants and saying, choosing to do the right thing that you know is really the right thing even though nobody else is looking but Jesus. God honors that, okay? Yes, he does honor that. When we keep walking like that, you think he's not gonna keep his hand on you and guide you? Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm starting to think that in today's world with how obvious the difference is between good and evil today, it's almost to me like nobody, it's, nobody can be deceived unless they just wanna be deceived. Because the truth is out here. It's been in the world. The most the most printed and sold and read book in the world. I hold in my hands the simple the, the, the simple gospel. Okay. The gospel is simplistic but also complex. The Bible is complex. But the, the salvation of, of Jesus and, and what he requires of us is pretty simple. It's love, love him with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, okay? Accept Christ and obey him and repent for your evil and wicked deeds. And he'll put a new, uh, he'll do, put, do a new refreshing in you. He'll, you'll be born again. You'll, you'll, he'll give you a new nature. The word says it. So pray for anybody that you know that may need to hear this message about not being deceived, about not following after your own wants and desires, about truly looking at God's Word to see what it says. What does this Word say? What did God have to say on the matter before you just take a thing hook, line, and sinker because it makes you feel good? Okay? Hallelujah. I pray that you got something good out of this. Um... There's lots of things going on, especially with all of this. Um, this whole world's been like coded in like this whole New Age, Nasara, Gasara, St. Germain, New Age, secret theology. Okay, all of that stuff, it's, it's in every crack and crevice. But you remember that you are in Christ Jesus and you are covered with a blood veil. You're covered with a supernatural protection over you because you walk in Christ Jesus. It does not have to splatter on your garments. It does not have to get on your wedding dress. You stay in the Word. I'm going to stay in the Word. God bless you. And um, um, thank you for tuning in. And no matter how crazy it looks, and no matter what you read, and who's trying to tell you all kind of crazy things about things that God really doesn't do, <laughs> or what they're trying to say. I pray that you are not deceived and that you stand firmly on the rock that is Jesus Christ and that you have a lovely day. And as a postscript, which I don't usually do this, but a PS on the end of this message that I have to say this. The Lord reminded me of this as soon as I pushed the button earlier to close the podcast. One scripture that was quoted to me all my life. I remember my father always quoting the scripture. And um, is, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but in the end thereof is destruction. That goes right along and marries in perfectly with this message today because why did they think that it was right, but in the end of it was destruction? Because they followed their emotions and their hearts. It seemed right to them. It seemed good. It felt good. 
but in the end there was destruction. So the word of God is very important that we that we read it, we hear it, we speak it, we let it be written on the tablets of our hearts that we may not sin against him. I quoted that scripture to my little girl in in, in one of our casual conversations over this vacation. Um is is about that very thing writing the it says thy word lord have i written on my heart that i might not sin against thee we lock it up in our hearts we hang on to it so that in times of temptation or times of being seduced into wrongful thinking we have that word and the written word is important a lot of people today in christianity have gotten so far away from the written word that they want to go on, uh, their feelings, their emotions, their spiritual gifts, okay? Um, we have to get back to the word so that we may not be deceived, right? So, hallelujah, and I pray that you got something good out of this today, and I'm going to wrap it up with that <clears throat> one last thing I, I, I needed to add is there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, or a woman, mankind, is what that means. Uh, but in the end thereof is destruction. Do not be deceived, precious ones. Hallelujah. God bless you. And to add one more thing, the Nag Hammadi Scrolls were actually found in 1945, one year before the Dead Sea Scrolls were found in 1946 and 1947. My apologies, I thought it was found a year after, but uh, just reminds me that just like with the coming of the real Christ, the Antichrist will come first, the false will come before the real deal. So I had to correct that. My OCD got to me. So God bless you all. Bye-bye.